you closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are back on On the Sidelines. Lindsay Patterson, a solo episode tonight. Just uh, really breaking down cut day for the Cincinnati Bengals as they get down to their 53-man roster. Of course, things can change over the next week or so to be determined on what the final look will look like as they head into Cleveland a week from Sunday. Recording this on a Tuesday night, and as of now, we'll focus on the quarterback room. Everybody knows Joe Burrow is uh, currently coming back from a calf injury. Zach Taylor said after it happened that he would be out for several weeks. Uh, we are in the the four to week four to five week time period for him to return to be determined on if he'll be on the practice field this week as they get ready for regular season a week out. As I mentioned before, on Sunday versus Cleveland, um, you know there's some things to to talk about when it comes to Joe Burrow and I think it's extremely smart to take it safe look if he doesn't practice this week I don't think it's the end of the world it's more of a shorter practice because they go into Labor Day weekend and week one really starts the Monday of next week they have Tuesday off Wednesday they get the game plan and they'll get in a few practices behind the scenes reports Joe's throwing he's going through you know um, all of his throwing motions behind the scenes and Zach Taylor has said when he talked to the media that everything you know seems to be going well for Joe Burrow so I'm on the optimistic side I say get him a week before the season starts back out there full go into practice before they head into Cleveland um, obviously a huge week one battle and, and we'll have a lot of uh, fun September guests as we break down the NFL Um, Obviously, the red season in FC Cincinnati, but right now, um, really just focusing on the Cincinnati Bengals since it is cut day in the 53-man roster. And, of course, Joe Burrow, um, Zach Taylor giving a little bit of an update today. Very minor, but an update when asked if Joe Burrow will return to practice. He said, we'll see. Uh, So uh, he did say it with a smirk, so, so maybe we will see Joe sooner than later. He was also asked if... The contract had anything to do with Joe Burrow not being on the practice field. And Zach Taylor said, no, I've never once thought the contract is the reason Joe Burrow isn't out there. It makes sense. They're taking their time with Joe. Um, I think what's telling about the contract is both sides have been quiet in a good way. Joe's agency, Joe, the Cincinnati Bengals front office, Zach Taylor's not saying much. Duke Tobin's not saying much. It's conversations that are happening behind the scenes. They're going to get the deal done. I feel like it's going to be done in the next week. Joe Burrow will soon be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And I look forward to that because Joe's done a lot, not only on the field, but just off of it. Um, You know, he's a superstar in Cincinnati and in the NFL in general. So I'm looking forward to getting that done because... It has been a long offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals after the AFC Champ game, and um, I hope Joe is um, all good to go when he gets back out there on the practice field. To be determined on when that is, but I'm optimistic it will be in the next week. When it comes to T. Higgins and his contract extension, I know a lot of people are waiting for that news. Will it happen? Will it get done before Joe? Does it happen this offseason? Is it something for next season? I feel that T. Higgins, if he doesn't get a contract extension done this offseason, which I hope they do, because you don't want to lose T. Higgins. You don't want to make another team better if this is his last season in Cincinnati. 
I think if there's no contract extension going into this season that they will franchise tag him in the following season. So that would mean counting this year and next year, you would have at least two more years with T. Higgins. And I'm hoping it's more. Um, but maybe the front office is working behind the scenes on trying to get T. Higgins done and then they'll be able to wrap up Joe. We just don't know, but it's getting close to regular season and I just feel like they're going to want to wrap that up before week one. They they don't want to worry about contract extensions during the season because they only want to focus on that. Um, we've seen that in the past when it comes to Jesse Bates. It's just get it done before a regular season, then you can play regular season football and all the contract extensions are done for that offseason. So I feel like it's still going to be a really busy week for the Bengals front office. Kind of moving on to the NFL roster, I think on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of people were surprised with Trey Hill making it on the offensive line room. Again, I feel like the roster is never officially complete that Tuesday on cut day. Um, they're going to do some gymnastics. Some other players are going to be cut from other teams. They may pick up other depth pieces. Uh, we'll really get a, a look for what this roster is in about a week. Uh, Trey Hill was one of them, and I know a lot of fans aren't huge on Trey Hill in the, in the depth piece, but... Maybe the Bengals see more in him when it comes to the offensive line and depth. Um, speaking of depth right now, Lyle Collins will start the season on the pup list, which I think is a really good thing. One of the things about Lyle Collins last year is he never really fully got to be healthy um, dealing with a back injury most of the season. He obviously tore his ACL on Christmas Eve, and um, this gives him time to fully get healthy because if you go to the Super Bowl year for the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl game, if you go to the AFC Championship game last year, there are things that you can point out and say they were this player away. And I think everybody can agree they were an offensive line player away. I said their Super Bowl year, a rally reef away. You can look at last year and a healthy Alex Kappa or Jonah Williams away. And that's what's extremely important when it comes to those January games. You know, if you're in the playoffs again, which I still feel like this is a top team in the AFC. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals for me. I know it's loaded in the AFC, but that's just truly how I feel about the overall picture of it. Um, that it's important to have a lot of offensive line depth. I'm high on Jonah Williams at right tackle. I know it was only a few reps out there, and so far in training camp, he looks like a natural. It will take some time, and maybe he does see some growing pains on flipping sides versus left tackle, but I'm optimistic about him at right tackle. Orlando Brown, I know Chiefs fans, uh, they have their thoughts on him, but again, if he can just be average to even above average at left tackle, that's an upgrade on the offensive line. Cordell Volson is one of my breakout players. It's year two for him, and you want to save money at the guard position because overall in the NFL, that is a very expensive position, and you're already going to be playing, paying guys. Um, Joe Burrow this year, um, more than likely Jamar Chase next year. So those are things that, you know, you want to save when you are drafting players on the offensive line. And hopefully Cordell Volson works in year two and has a breakout year. He was okay last year. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Uh, Ted Karras fan favorite, 
and uh, he'll be your center. And Alex Kappel is one of the best offensive line pieces that they had on this roster last year. So overall, if everybody can stay healthy, this is Joe Burrow's best offensive line. And I think that's definitely some optimistic outlook with this offense because I still feel like there's more potential with what we can see with them. Um, you you look at the playoffs in the postseason and even the Super Bowl and, and think – there's still more. There's still more here. You have all the talent in the world with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Trent Irwin, and you have really a lot of optimism when it comes to depth in the wide receiver room with Andre and also Charlie Jones. But I'm just excited. You know, explosive plays, I, I feel very confident we're going to start to see that. The running back room, Joe Mixon, Chase Brown is a rookie, Chris Evans, and then Travion Williams will be the third down back. So a lot of depth and a lot of pieces, which is a good thing. They're still young, but there's a lot of depth. And you can look at a lot of other Bengals teams, even playoff teams, that didn't have the depth that this team has. So that's going to be extremely important. So I'm optimistic on the offensive line side. Hated to see Stanley Morgan get cut, but I still feel like they'll be able to bring him back on um, – the practice squad and he was a huge piece of special team so maybe he's back in Cincinnati as um, a 53 man but right now he was cut from the roster again as I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening defensive side of the ball um, really noteworthy Joseph Asai he was playing in a few snaps in preseason game number three unfortunately has a high ankle sprain to be determined on the outlook for him if he's going to be out for a few weeks um, I know Kelsey Conway of the Enquirer did report that he will there's a possibility he'll miss the Cleveland game and that's really unfortunate for Joseph Asai because I'm very excited to see what he's going to be able to do I know a lot of people had him as their breakout player and one of the things and struggles on the defensive side of the ball, which are very minor because this defense is a lot of fun, and I would say a top 10 unit going into 2023, is they need to learn to get to the quarterback and put the pressure on the quarterback. And having Joseph Asai, um, Miles Murphy's more of a rookie, so you'll see limited snaps from him. And it's kind of going to be a two-year, maybe a year for Miles Murphy. He gets three to four sacks. I think that's good. Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard out there, Cam Sample. Putting the pressure, getting to the quarterback is going to help your young secondary. Because when you look at the secondary, Cheeto's coming off his ACL, which is unbelievable. He tore that on October 31st, and he has been back out there um, with the first teamer, you know, slowly ramping back up. And it looks like he will go week one. On the other side of him, Cam Taylor Britt in year two. Um, getting to see him last year, unfortunately, when Cheeto went down, it was Eli Apple and uh, Cam Taylor Britt who. I'm just pumped to see uh, what he's going to be able to bring to this defense. And then safety position. I think a lot of people looked at free agency um, over this year and when they lost, you know, two of their best, I would say, in the safety room, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. I thought, well, how will the Cincinnati Bengals respond? And, um, you know, Dax Hill, they drafted him for a reason. We were able to see him in just one real preseason game. It was the first one at home, and you can just see what he's able to do on a field and his speed, um, his dynamic. I'm opt I think I've used the optimistic a few times on this podcast, but the youth in the secondary should be really fun to watch. And obviously they brought in Nick Scott as a free agent. So getting to the quarterback on the defensive line is going to really help your, your secondary and your safety room too as they're still learning the ways and gaining that chemistry back. Cam Taylor Britt and Cheeto is going to get that together on the same field at the same time. Nick Scott, Dax Hill, and real game reps. So it might take a minute, but they have Lou. They have Lou and Arumo, the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. And I think, you know, him not getting that Arizona Cardinals job, obviously I was bummed for him to not get it, but I feel like he dodged a bullet because Arizona is tanking right now and Lou deserves better. And I want nothing more than this team to be able to get a championship with Lou. 
Um, so I think that's going to be absolutely huge. And then when you look in the special teams room, it's Evan McPherson. And then they made a decision at punter. It will be Brad Robbins, who they drafted in the sixth round. Um, so we'll see what that looks like for special teams. But um, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm excited about the roster. Um, hopefully we get good Joe Burrow news as they um, are less than two weeks out from the regular season game in Cleveland. And I know when Molly and I were recording in September and October, we'll have previews. Um, I'm really excited to kind of break down some of these games and recaps, and hopefully they're off to a good start because they start the season in AFC North play. Um, it doesn't get easy when you hit the road and then you come back home for the home opener against a lot of people have the Baltimore Ravens as a favorite who they face in week two. So it's uh, it doesn't get easy for them, but I'm I'm optimistic. Just get off to a better start. Everybody knows what happened last year in the Steelers game, and they still almost won the game. You know, who knows if that would have factored into what a number one seed would have looked like when it comes to home field in the playoffs. Um, but overall, yeah, training camp's in the book. Preseason's in the books. Um, we are we are getting down to the wire before it really counts in the regular season games. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of have a prediction when it comes to the AFC North, how I think this club will finish overall. Um, in the AFC, the rivalry with the Kansas City Chiefs, who they will see on New Year's Day. Um, some of the road games, I'm actually going to the Nashville game. Really excited for that. I always think that's a great trip for a lot of Bengals fans because it's only about a three and a half hour, four hour drive. Um, you get down there. If you haven't already, go book your tickets now and in your hotel. Um, that's definitely one of the road games I, I want to make it. And then I'm, I'm questioning if I want to go to the, the Arizona game. Um, it's right after the Titans game, so it would be quite busy, but um, that's definitely one I'm, I'm looking forward to along with the Monday night football game against the Rams. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times for the Cincinnati Bengals when you're close two years in a row from, from holding up a Lombardi for the first time. It's It always makes the off seasons a little bit longer, um, but I hope the next time I am recording a podcast when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals over here on Q102, again, presented by OrthoSensi, we are talking about Joe Burrow's extension, uh, more of the uh, expectations going into the season. Again, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. Um, both sides are, are having their conversations, just nothing official yet. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things you, you want to get out of the way before the season starts. Um, so, yeah, again, it's Lindsay Patterson, a solo episode, uh, but I'll be back with Molly Watson later this week. We are we are working on a Reds podcast and then obviously FC Cincinnati, a top of the Major League Soccer Eastern Conference. Uh, they'll be getting into playoffs soon, so we'll talk plenty of postseason for them. Hopefully the Reds uh, can turn it around and make a way for a wild card spot when it comes to the postseason. And then we'll be we'll be all football, football, high school football, college football. The Bearcats are going to be back in action, obviously, UK too for the UK fans out there. Um, and as always, thank you so much for how fast a year can, can fly by. And this offseason has been a lot of fun because the other sports and excitement in Cincinnati and um, having you listen to our podcast with um, additional guests coming up in the next few months. And I'm really, really pumped about that. But as always, thank you for listening to On the Sidelines with myself and Molly Watson.